Three out of ten days that will happen this year have now already happened, as we hit the 108th edition of 2023. One way to slow down time is to measure the increments as intricately as possible in the hopes of assembling them once again in the future. At this moment, there is not a new edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement to mark each rotation of the Earth, but this is the 524th installment. I'm Sean Tubbs on my day 18,149. On today's program, Charlottesville is on track for a $10.4 million surplus for fiscal year 23. Campaign finance reports are in for candidates seeking office this fall, with Democratic candidates in Albemarle County outraising their independent counterparts. Four out of the five Democrats for three slots on the ballot in November turned in campaign finance reports. Katrina Carlson raised the most money in the Democratic campaign for House District 54. Amy Lawfer raises more funds than Kellen Squire for House District 55, but Squire had over a thousand individual donors. Cree Deeds brought in more money than Sally Hudson in Senate District 10, and a brief look at the big tax rate cut coming to the city of Lynchburg. In this first subscriber-supported shout-out, Charlottesville Community Bikes believes that bicycles can be a means to social change, addressing issues of equity, access, and inclusion. They provide free bikes to adults who need one and have a special program that provides free bikes to children. Want to learn more or support their work? Charlottesville Community Bikes currently is seeking matching funds for a grant from the Outride Foundation. Visit charlottesvillecommunitybikes.org to learn more. Near the beginning of yesterday's city council meeting, the city's budget director gave an update on the city's revenues and expenditures as of the end of the third quarter of the current fiscal year. Here is Chrissy Hamill. Revenues are still performing well, and with our um, last real estate assessment that came in in January, we are looking at roughly, um, we are anticipating about $10.4 million of a revenue surplus Uh, for the end of FY23. That number could rise due to a number of positions that continue to be vacant. That includes the city attorney, an assistant or deputy city attorney, and a deputy director for Parks and Recreation. You can take a look at the full list in a link in the newsletter. Hamill said the city's Budget Explorer website has been updated to reflect the books as of March 31st. I will have more from last night's city council meeting in future editions of the newsletter. One story that will have to wait is any follow-up on the regional hazard mitigation plan that had been deferred from the April 3rd meeting. That was pulled once again last night. The first campaign finance reports are out for candidates seeking to appear on the November 7th general election ballot for local and state races. The deadline to tell the Virginia Department of Elections about fundraising and expenditures in the first quarter of the year was midnight. Several candidates have already sent out press releases to try to control the narrative and gain some advantage in advance of early voting, which begins on May 5th. Here's some of the information, gleaned from reports, made accessible through the Virginia Public Access Project. Please click on those links to learn more. 
There appear to be two competitive races for the Board of Supervisors in Albemarle County, with independent candidates lined up to face Democratic candidates in the Rivanna and Whitehall district. Independent candidates have until June 20th to get their paperwork filed to be in the race. In the Rivanna district, incumbent B. Lepisto Kirtley has raised $11,800 from six donors, with 10000 of that coming from Seminole Trail Management. That's the company that owns the J.C. Penney building that Albemarle County is renting for a public safety fleet operations center. Lepisto Kirtley also raised $1,000 from outgoing Scottsville District Supervisor Donna Price. The candidate spent $3,964 and had $7,835 on hand as of March 31st. Independent T.J. Fadley raised $1,300 from four donors for his Rivanna District Challenge against Lepisto Kirtley. One of those was $250 from John Lowry, the chair of the Albemarle County Republican Committee. Neither candidate appears to have a campaign website at this time. In the Whitehall District, incumbent Ann Malik began the year with a balance of $1,969 and received $15,905 from eight donors. Malik also received $10,000 from Seminole Trail Management, as well as $5,000 from the Zobrist Law Group. She spent $234 and had an ending balance of $17,640. Independent Brad Rickle raised $1,900 in March from nine donors, including Lowry. Rickle spent $195 to have an ending balance of $1,705 at the end of the period. Democrat Mike Pruitt is the only candidate so far to replace Price in the Scottsville district. He had a starting balance of $3,015 as of January 1st and raised $2,209 from 23 donors in the first three months of the year. He spent $620 and ended March with $4,603 in his campaign account. There's a competitive race for the at-large seat on the Albemarle School Board. That body has seven members, whereas the supervisors only have six. Meg Bryce raised $18,490 from 56 donors in the first quarter of the year, with 29 of them coming from people who made cash contributions of more than $100. Scalia spent $1,285 to have a balance of $17,204 at the end of March. Allison Spillman raised $1,260 from three donors and recorded $238 in an in-kind contribution from herself. Spillman spent $666 for an ending balance of $1,250. The district races are so far all uncontested. Judy Lee reported no activity in her so far uncontested race for a second term representing the Rivanna district. Ellen Osborne raised $1,200 from seven donors in the first quarter in her campaign for a second term representing the Scottsville District. Joanne McDermott raised $5,550 from 11 people from February 21st to March 31st. Albemarle Republican Chair John Lowry contributed $250. McDermott spent $1,180. Jim Hingley is so far unopposed in his re-election bid for Commonwealth's attorney. Chan Bryant is unopposed for Albemarle Sheriff. 
There are five Democrats in the primary race to be held on June 20th, but only four of them filed reports electronically. The one who didn't is Bob Fenwick, who filed his statement of organization on paper in the Charlottesville Registrar's Office. More reporting on his campaign finance report is needed. Incumbent Lloyd Snook began the year with $4,107 and raised $6,935 from 33 donors and took out a $2,000 loan from himself. He received $2,500 from Seminole Trail Management and 10 other contributions above $100. Snook spent $4,862, including a $360 fee for running for office. He ended the month with a balance of $8,180. Incumbent Michael Payne had $863 in his campaign account on January 1st and raised $2,735 from 35 donors with seven of those over $100. Payne did not spend any of the funds in the quarter and had an ending balance of $3,598. Newcomer Natalie Oshrin only collected money for one week in late March and raised $735 from four donors with one above $100. Challenger Deshad Cooper left the race for House District 54, which we'll get to next. He raised $5,719 for that campaign, as well as the council race. He spent $998 on the House campaign and transferred $4,720 to his council campaign, which officially began on March 14th. He raised no funds for that race, but spent $403 to have a campaign balance of $4,356 at the end of the period. More on these races in just a moment. You are listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement. And as I record this, I actually had to turn down what we're about to listen to because it really is the most wonderful time of the year here in Charlottesville. The days are getting longer, the dogwoods are in bloom, and it's the WTJU Rock Marathon, now running through Sunday, April 23rd. WTJU's annual Rite of Spring connects us with the elemental and brings ineffable joy. Now is the time to plot out what you're going to listen to for the rest of the period by checking out the schedule that continues Wednesday at 8 a.m. with two hours of early Fleetwood Mac, a program called Women on the Verge at 2 p.m., and a program called A Young Person's Guide to XTC at 10 p.m. Check out the schedule to know when you need to tune in for your favorites and to learn about new music for yourself. But make no mistake, the only way that WTJU can keep this music-loving community afloat is with support from listeners like you. Consider a donation today. You can bet that Town Crier Productions is going to make a donation at some point. I have to strategically put it in, though, somewhere in this amazing schedule. So tune in, 91.1, or on the dial, just just listen and consider a donation. It's really going to be awesome. Thank you to WTJU for being really awesome.
More to go on this program. There are three Democrats seeking the party's place on the ballot in the open race for the House District 54, which includes all of Charlottesville and parts of urbanized Albemarle County. Rio District School Board member Katrina Carlson began the year with $10,509 in her campaign account. She raised $86,601 in cash from 178 donors and also received $11,889 in in-kind contributions of more than $100. Add in one in-kind contribution of exactly $100, and that's a total of $98,590. Colson received a total of $40,000 from Sonia Smith, $8,500 from Leadership of Educational Equity, and $5,000 from Clean Virginia. Her campaign spent $32,489, including $11,989 in in-kind contributions. Colson's campaign had $76,610 on hand as of March 31st. Former Charlottesville Mayor Dave Norris raised $28,861 from 66 donors, with 20 over the $100 threshold that requires the reporting of an identity. These include $5,000 from Clean Virginia and $5,000 from the Charlottesville Parking Center. Norris was hired as that company's general manager in March of 2016. Norris spent $7,311 in the period to have a balance of $21,549 at the end of the period. Bellamy Brown raised $7,375 in cash from 16 donors. He also loaned his campaign a total of $5,000. His campaign spent $6,256 and had $6,118 on hand as of March 31st. Another former Charlottesville mayor was briefly in the race, but has withdrawn. Nevertheless, David Brown raised $20,700 from 25 donors and received one in-kind contribution of $174. He spent $2,694 and declared the remaining $18,005 as surplus funds, allowing him to close the campaign with a balance of zero. We've already heard the bit about Deshaud Cooper's house campaign. There are two Democrats vying for the nomination for House District 55, which includes most of Albemarle County, a portion of western Louisa County, and a portion of northeastern Nelson County, also a very small sliver of Fluvanna County. Both candidates raised a lot of money for a nomination contest that may lead to an easy victory in the fall. Delegate Rob Bell opted to retire rather than seek re-election. Former Charlottesville School Board member Amy Lawfer began the year with a balance of $88,761. She raised a total in this period of $89,655 from 312 donors. Of those, 162 donors contributed more than $100 for a total of $80,988. Another 150 contributed $8,667. Lawfer received three in-kind contributions, totaling 5310 from her husband, Aaron Lawfer. That adds up to a total of $94,965 raised in the period. Lawfer spent $41,152 of cash and had in-kind contributions, as I said, of $5,310. That's an expense, and it all brings Lawfer's ending balance to $137,264. 
Emergency room nurse Kellen Squire began the year with a balance of $45,187 and raised a total of $35,975 in cash from 1,041 donors. Of those, 911 were contributions below 100. That totals 20,805, and 130 were above 100, totaling $15,170. Squire's campaign also received five in-kind contributions, totaling $9,837. That's a total of $45,813 in receipts. Squire's campaign spent $16,783 in the period and ended with a cash balance of $64,378 as of March 13, 2023. Meanwhile, outgoing delegate Rob Bell began the year with 132434 and raised an additional $2,500. The campaign spent $26,636 and had an ending balance of $108,297 as of March 31st. In another race between two Democrats fighting for a safe seat, Delegate Sally Hudson opted to not seek another term, but instead sought a challenge with Senator Creed Deeds for the new Senate District 11. The new boundaries cover all of Charlottesville and Albemarle County, as well as Amherst County and Nelson County. Senator Creed Deeds had a starting balance of $293,131 as of the beginning of the year. His campaign raised $238,877 in cash from 392 donors, with 215 of those over the $100 threshold to be required to be identified. There are six contributions of $10,000, including one from the Clean Virginia Fund, Deeds spent $109,106 in the period, including a $15,000 contribution to the Virginia Senate Democratic Caucus. Deeds had a balance of $422,902 as of March 31st. Delegate Sally Hudson began the year with $149,701 and raised $78,324 from a total of 344 donors. 81 of them exceeded the $100 threshold, including a $20,000 contribution from Ted Weschler. The Hudson campaign spent $88,839 and reported $7,302 in in-kind expenses. Hudson closed out the period with $139,383 in the bank. Republican candidate Philip Hamilton raised $1,550 from six donors in the first quarter and had another $30 in in-kind donations. Hamilton spent $1,040 and had a balance of $509. Independent Hariah Guerrero raised no money and spent no money in the period. The next reporting deadline is June 12th for activity between April 1st and June 8th. We're going to go a little bit outside the jurisdiction of this newsletter today. As many of you may know, I also produce something called 5th District Community Engagement. It's not a podcast yet, though. Might, probably never will be. For now, it's mostly just a preview of upcoming meetings. Readers and listeners may be interested in knowing what's happening elsewhere in the district. The seven-member Lynchburg City Council will meet at 4 p.m. today in the second-floor training room in City Hall at 900 Church Street. Because the city's website platform is Civic Plus, I can't send you a direct link to the meetings. Best I can do is a link to the meeting portal for now. 
This is a budget work session with a reconciliation. I stepped away at a crucial time in this process as a Republican majority has asked for budget cuts to allow for their desired reduction in the property tax rate from $1.11 per $100 of assessed value to $0.89 per $100 of assessed value. City manager Winter Benda had proposed a cut to $1.05. This will cut millions of revenue from the budget. All of the budget materials are at a link in the newsletter. If you want to learn more about what's happening, take a look at the newsletter. There's a link to all kinds of articles about this, and I would like to cover it, but gosh, I right now, my focus is definitely here on Charlottesville Community Engagement. And we're at the end of this one, and in any given day, there's a lot to get into these newsletters. In days to come, I'm hoping to provide even more stories about the community as I continue to grow this newsletter and podcast. This is where I thank the over 500 paid Substack subscribers, because I think that's just the beginning, and I really hope that you're enjoying this. I think there are more of you who will one day sign up for a paid subscription. Maybe that day for you is today. And if you do, Ting will match your initial payment and you'll get a personal thank you from me, eventually. If you sign up for Ting at a link in the newsletter and enter the promo code COMMUNITY, you will get free installation, a second month for free, a $75 gift card to the downtown mall, and my gratitude. Thanks to Brocky for incidental music in the podcast, which this I keep cutting and pasting this every time. It's still kind of funny because no one seems to have noticed. And have you noticed how awesome this end music is? Music